Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, The Mug. Your co-host is The Pope and The Modler is with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from The Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 NRL and AFL season. And Pope, we're back. It's 2022. Here we are. It is, Mug. Welcome back. Thanks for having us. Your surrounds are certainly uh, upgraded over the off-season, so I don't know what you've been doing in your spare time, but clearly profitable practices over the last few months, so well done to you. But otherwise, it feels a little bit the same, doesn't it? On on Zoom, sort of a bit of a continuation from last year, but looking forward to the season ahead. Rugby League, start of the Rugby League season, not too far away at all. Mate, it's really crept up on us, hasn't it? The, uh, the eve, we're right on the eve of the season. Uh, NRL uh, just around the corner and, and AFL not too far away. Now, um, Pope, you're stepping into the co-host chair this year. You spent all last year with us uh, as well, which was fantastic to have you on board with your NRL insight. Logical uh, has stepped away from the podcast uh, this year. Um, he's, he's no doubt going to pop his head in from, from time to time and, and, and come and see us, but, uh, but he's... Uh, He's preoccupied with those little cartoon pictures and uh, and won't won't have the opportunity to uh, to spend the time with us. We'll still we'll still get some bets from him every now and again, I'm sure, and uh, and be able to share those with the listeners. Um, but uh, but stepping into I guess uh, your shoes, and this guy was a, a guest on the program last year, and we're absolutely delighted and wrapped to have him back on a full time basis this year. Is the modeler? Welcome to the modeler. Well, it's good to be here. Hard to believe it's uh, it's footy season again. It um, doesn't seem that long ago we were watching Australia trounce England, and and you know here we are again, you know wrapping up our uh, our footy thoughts for the year. Now, awesome, awesome, mate, and it's it's great to have you on board. Now, primarily, uh, mother, we'll just um, re-engage the the listeners uh, with with what you're about, but. You come on last year onto the program and you and you talk to us about your NRL model and that's that's your bread and butter and your NRL model. When we spoke to you last year, I think it was about halfway through the season, uh, was trading at a ridiculous around about that thirty percent um, mark profit on turnover. How did you finish up? Yeah, yeah. Um, funny you mentioned that. I was just looking before, so you're right. I, I think after about round sixteen, it was clicking on thirty five percent on the head to head bets, and it kind of cooled off. A bit towards the end of the year, still made about eleven percent for the year on head to head, and and then with the line bets as well. The line bets were just a kind of a steady, you know, ten eleven percent throughout the year. So kind of uh, yeah, both you know both bet types have sort of reasonably uh, in line with each other come the end of the year. And you know, most when when someone refers to steady income at ten eleven percent online, you know they're going pretty well for themselves. They know what they're doing, so. It's a little bit of uh, how well this man goes with his NRL model, at least, if you can say that's steady income at 10 11% on line bets. Mate, I was about to say, you know, most people are pretty happy if they can go sort of, you know, 4 5%, um, you know, long-term profit on turnover, and the, the model is just casually up in the double digits. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, uh, mate, absolutely uh, fantastic to have you on board, mate. And uh, I know we're going to have a lot of insight and it's going to be great throughout the year um, to compare yourself. And, and and as we did last year on the show, quite often we had your set uh, uh, modeler for the show and we compared that to what Benny was doing. And uh, and when the two aligned, uh, 
that was really exciting to see when you guys were uh, were aligned in your thoughts. And, and that's something that we're going to be able to put up for the listeners um, all year long. And I know, Modler, it's not your pet event, the AFL, but um, I think there's going to be a uh, opportunity to put a Modler up and, um, and, and we can put that up against my thoughts and feelings uh, on what we're thinking around uh, AFL as well. So, um, so guys, really excited for the year ahead and, um, and can't wait uh, to, uh, to talk these futures and also get into the season proper. So, um, so, Benny, we might as well kick it off. I mean, this show is all about the NRL futures tonight. Um, then we'll have next week NRL round one and, uh, and AFL futures and then we're into uh, both weekly fixtures for both codes uh, in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, you might try and sneak a couple of AFL questions in for me tonight, Benny. I'm not too sure. But, uh, but how about we kick into it and start, um, start the conversation around some future stuff? No doubt there'll be a bit of talk about general player movement. Uh, uh, PBL will get a mention with his umpiring uh uh, moves and shapes, no doubt, and, and how that's going to affect things. But let's open up the conversation, Benny, and uh, and perhaps can we start with wooden spoon? Is that some somewhere where we can start? Yeah, we can, um, Mug. Certainly, there's it's probably a little bit of movement in the last week or so on this market, and there's probably two standouts as we have it now: the West Tigers and North Queensland Cowboys are probably viewed as the two weakest teams in the competition as it transpired. But I think we don't have to look too far to find a little bit of value elsewhere here. The way I've sort of got the ratings as we, um, to refresh our, to refresh our listeners, we do quite in-depth ratings for both our codes and come up with a, a system that I guess um, adjudicates where each team stands in accordance with each other in the overall competition. And then from that, we can, determine whether there's any value in any of the betting markets. So in the ratings assessment I've come up with, there's quite a clear disparity between the top eight and bottom eight. And with that in mind, that, that bottom eight, I think there's a little bit of value around some of those teams that are on the weaker end of the competition and, and probably closer to the wooded spoon than maybe what the market indicates. So we might go through a couple of those where I think you can probably take a – um, an approach of having a, a couple of bets at the bigger odds and sort of seeing where the season lies and trading out at certain points. But there's a couple of teams in the double figures that I think are worth having uh, 5 or $10 on, Mug. Okay, excellent, mate. And um, and who are they? Canary Bulldogs, for one. Oh, wow. they're, they're, that's a standout. I don't have them going as well as what the market indicates in, I guess, the positive metrics of premiership winner they've got a couple of players who have come in this year and, and they have more to come for 2023 but the the names belie the actual standing of these guys now they, they are rep names on paper but the positions they play and i guess their overall potential impact on a bottom eight team i think's rather minor they're still weak in all the key position areas and their big attribute or big acquisition this year is matt burton who was a premiership winning player for Penrith last year. He's coming to play 5-8. A lot of pressure on his shoulders, and it's going to be different playing for the wooden spooner than it was playing centres for the Premier. So a lot on him, and I just think there's too many gaps in that team still. So I think they're a pretty attractive bet around the $15 mark in the market at the moment. And our man, Ado Carr, he's uh, headed to the Dogs too, hasn't he? He's 
He's there, yeah. Position he plays, though, Mug, on the wing, he's heavily reliant on what happens inside him. He's he's not going to get the ball that he's got at Melbourne Storm the last four or five years. So it's going to be a little bit different experience for him this year without the cattle or the uh, A-grade talent inside him to give him quality ball out on the left wing. Yeah, okay, mate. So um, so the dog, you, you think that's where the value sits for that wooden spoon? Yeah, I do. I think they're... Well, they're there's definitely two schools of thought on trial form. You discard it completely or you, you pay some credits to and like a lot of things, the truth's probably somewhere in the middle and their trial form has been underwhelming in both their games. So with that in mind as well, I think they're quite good value around that uh, $13, $15 mark, or mug, I should say. Yep. And uh, and Modler, um, how does your, um, your season over under... Uh, talk to that. Uh, are you in agreement with the Pope there around um, that value? Or what are you seeing? Yeah, so the, the model I run, it's, it's, I should say up front, it makes a few assumptions about who's going to, you know, turn up round one and where they're going to play and those kind of things. But I've done sort of, uh, you know, squeezed everyone into as as I can. So I've, I've actually got sort of Canterbury pretty much on the market. I've got them on on ten wins. Um, I think the market's about nine and a half. So I've got them, uh, you know, more or less in line with what the public's thinking. Um, the one the one I'm just looking at now who I've got sort of uh, under-indexing compared to the market is actually Gold Coast. Um, yeah, they, I've got them on, and they're on about nine and a half wins, whereas the, the uh, I think the tab are up with 12 and a half at the moment. So so I guess in terms of value for the spoon, I'd, I'd have them, um, yeah, that would be my value bet for the, for the spoon for the year. Yep. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, fellas. We might um, we might go to uh, the other end of the table and start talking some top eight. Uh, so, Pope, mate, to you first. Um, is it purely a rinse and repeat of two thousand twenty one? Is is this top eight? You know, you mentioned the top eight and the bottom eight. Is is it that clear cut that we're just going to see what we saw last year, or uh, or can you see some some uh, new teams popping into that uh, into that top eight? I can't really mug, unfortunately, for listeners that I can't see a lot of changes to that top eight. I think historically there's there's around three changes year on year to yeah. NRL top eight. I can only see one this year from my vantage point. It, it's quite segregated again. I think the competition. I think there's. Three at the top, Storm, Penrith, Roosters. On the second tier, you've got Manly, Rabbitohs, and then below that, you've sort of got Parramatta, and then seven and eighth, I have Cronulla and Canberra. And then I have a pretty reasonable gap below Cronulla and Canberra to the pack, I'll call it, which is probably five or six teams. So I think that pretty that top eight on paper is pretty clear cut for me. Um, it's hard to be going with too many strong opinions on the 1st of March before yeah. round one, Mug, but pretty clear that that top eight to me on, on paper at the moment I think the one change is Canberra coming in this year and Newcastle dropping out and you were uh, you're all about the milk last year Pope so is, is that is that a is that a bet uh, for you there uh, Pope to, to chuck the milk in there or is it just a that's what you think will happen but it's it's not a bet they're odds against and I think I think that is a bet but I can probably not only attractive to Ride a two dollar ten shot for the season, so yeah. a lot, a lot of outlets now, a lot of bookies now give you the ability to multi top eight selections in the market. So I'd, I'd add a few of those, probably at the bigger prices there. Cronulla, there's even money in Parramatta's 
odds on, but if you have a three or four leg multi of some of those teams, you'll get pretty decent odds with Canberra in there. The the $2.10 riding up for seven months isn't probably down the alley of most of this mug, so yeah. I'd go a little three or four leg multi with Parramatta, Cronulla, Canberra, and maybe just throw in a shorty for a bit of additional value. Yep, okay. All right, good. And, uh, and how do you see that end of the world, Mother? Yeah, much the same as the Pope. I'm just looking now. So I've only got, I think I've got two teams dropping out of the eight uh, from last season in Newcastle and Gold Coast. And I've actually got, um, just looking now, uh, I think I've got the Sharks doing quite well and, and St. George actually as well sneaking in. I'm just looking at the ins and outs and I see they've got a lot of ins. I don't know uh, exactly if, uh, you know, they're, they're the quality players that St. George needs. But, you know, as far as my model is concerned, it, it's actually rating them to... to do quite well against uh, against what the market set the line at. Bit of noise, um, Pope for for St George. Are you buying into any of that? Yeah, it's probably the last few days. Mung, it's when a dark horse transitions into popularity. Probably they've been a dark horse for a week and a half, two weeks, and culmination of winning the Charity Shield on Saturday night. It's probably brought them in the public conscious a little bit. So they've been crunched in top eight. I think. It's around three dollars twenty, three dollars twenty-five at a, at most companies now, most bookies, and that was around five dollars a fortnight ago. So yeah. the dark horse moniker has probably dropped off a little bit, and they're probably viewed as as a real um, fringe candidate for the top eight. And and maybe that's a follow-on question to that for both you boys. How much credence do you put on the rugby league NRL preseason, like the these charity shield games, the practice games? Do they mean anything? Minimal. I'd probably give it a rating of one and a half out of ten, generally. Mark, um, but it's hard to fully remove yourself from what you see. So there were signs from Dragons the other night that were relatively impressive, especially in the, in the spine, which I touch on quite a bit. They've lost one or two players there of key standing in the game to and gone younger guys, and, and they look quite good, so... With that, you're a little bit fraught with what young guys can bring over a season. But what they showed the other night, I think they're in the in the in the um, conversation for a, a top eight position in what is, to be honest, probably a relatively weak middle to bottom end of the comp. And and Modler, just just on that, you know, I know you operate in a different way. Does what you see actually play any part in adjustments to your model, or are you just completely stats based? Uh, it's it's yeah more or less stats based. Like when I'm when it comes to the season and I'm looking at bets, if if something's well off, uh, you know between model and market, and say if I've got you know a ten point difference in rugby league, say I'll, I'll, I won't you know I won't blindly bet as though my models the you know the source of truth. I'll sort of yeah try and take a bit of uh, yeah bit of outside influence in and, and probably land somewhere in between before I actually go away and bet there. So it's, it's yeah, it's while the model itself is fully stat based, I, I do try and uh, have a little bit of, I guess, intuition, if you like, uh, layering over the top of that before I, before I do bet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Um, all right. So that's uh, top eight wooden spoon uh, season wins. Uh, now I know Modler, you've, um, you've put a fair bit of uh, work already into this one, just with your over under. Um Mate, what jumps out at you, uh, and I can see a couple of things here on your spreadsheet, but is there a couple of ones that sort of jump out at you straight away that you think might be uh, worth shelling out a few little gold coins for, for uh, on, on this particular market? 
Yeah, so I previously mentioned uh, St George. I've got them near enough four or five wins above above the market there. So that's that's the main one that stands out there. Uh, the other Overs. one, that, yeah, St George Overs. The other one that I don't mind too is um, is Cronulla. So they've uh, picked up Pines and I think it's McInnes, is it um, in the off season? So yeah, I just uh, looking at, at them. I, I don't actually. Uh, don't mind that over's better either. I think the line's 12 and a half, and I've got them around 15 wins for the season. Yeah, nice. And uh, and I see you've got uh, South Sydney um, sitting pretty uh, up the top there, mate. Is that yeah. is that a bet or is that, uh, is that is something quite right there? No, I'd say it's a bet. Uh, yeah, I was worried I had some of the squad uh, not fully feeding into the model properly, but I've sort of second, second checked it and, and all's right. So, yeah, I've, I've got them about... Well, I've got them two wins clear of Melbourne on top there. So, yeah, I guess it over is better. If you, if you like the minor premiership better, there's about 9 or $10 available there as well, if, you, if you're keen on that. Yeah, very good, mate. Um, Pope, how does that line up with uh, what you're seeing, mate? I'm very much on board with a lot of what the model has said here, Mark. I think, again, the, these markets are multiple at most outlets. So I think I'd buy the stock that uh, the model just shows there. South Sydney, I think... Uh, are quite value overall in markets at the moment. I think they're, they're probably a little bit underappreciated in that top five. So the overs I like there, and as you can see by the model, he's really bullish on their prospects this year. Cronulla as well, they've got a lot of height. They've had a couple of players. The other player that has been added to their squad this year is Dale Finucane from the Melbourne Storm. So you can go a lot worse than getting leaders from the Melbourne Storm into your football club for outside of on the field as well. So you'd imagine he'll have a fairly big impact on that group and, and Dragons were touched on that they're probably closer to the bottom end of the eight than they are the spoon. So that's um, seven and a half season wins is quite attractive as well. And, and as I say, that's that thrilling multi will, is probably worth riding as the season goes on, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, very good. Um, we might as well talk about it now. The big one, uh, the premiership. Is there any value in the premiership this time of the year, Pope? What do you got for us? Yeah, I think there there can be, um, Mug, if you do a little bit of homework. So I, I can find three bets in this market at the moment that I like at the price, which we talk about yep. a fair bit. The first one is Roosters at around the $6.50, $7 mark, depending on, on where you look. So they're... They're sitting behind Melbourne and Penrith on the third line of betting, and I've got them right on even keel with those two teams. I think they're there and thereabouts. You rarely see a run of injuries that they had last year, so they get a lot back, a lot back this year, and their spine and forward pack looks really top notch. They're going to be there, all things being equal, to the business end of the year. So I think them at the price are a bet. South touched on. I think too much waiting has been had to Adam Reynolds to pass through to halfback. I think there's still a lot of talent there and, and some of Adam's deficiencies have probably been overlooked in his the positive way he's been viewed on his move to Brisbane. So I don't think they've lost as much as what's been indicated with him departing. And Canberra, the milk for second year running, I think there's a saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, along those lines, Mug, and that's where we are this year. I think at 20 to 1, I think we'll see a bit of bounce back from the milk this year. They get a few players back. that They had some more field issues last year, which I think would have derailed them. So everything been equal there. They're, they've got enough quality in their team to give this competition a bit of a shake as the year goes on. So we're back on the milk. 
Pope. Is that what we're saying? I might be stubborn. I might be stubborn, Mug, but at the 20 to 1, I think that's uh, worth a few shillings. Yeah, all right. Very good, mate. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, Modla, you seen anything different there? Yeah, likewise. So, obviously, uh, um, you know, given that I've rated South on top by a couple of games clear, you know, assuming they get a good, uh, you know, home run in the finals, I'd, I'd have them value for the for the premiership as well. So, I'm seeing $10, $10 available at the moment there. Likewise with, uh, yeah, Cronulla at $21, I'd say they're good value. I've got them coming, um, you know, near enough third or fourth. Um, so, yeah, if they get, uh, having to get a top four spot, then then I think that that $21 is good value. And um, and just on that, uh, Modler, would you try and find other ways to back those as well, like uh, top four, like back them all the way through, top eight, top four premiership? Or do you just sort of look for that sort of premiership price and, and, and take that higher value proposition? No, typically what I do is is run, uh, I guess, what we call a bunch of simulations. So I'll, I'll, I'll sort of price up every team, and, and have a price for them to finish in any in any given position. And with that, yeah, you can back, you know, top eight, top four, uh, minor premiership, uh, you know, uh, grand final winner, spoon, those kind of things. So, yeah, uh, the way I, I like to bet is sort of diversifying my my uh, interest, if you like. So, yeah, definitely, definitely spread across the, the different markets there. Yep. Okay. Very good. And uh, and one last market that we're uh, that we're going to have a look at uh, is top try scorer and uh, and we spoke about our favourite man last year a lot, Pope Old Turbo. Um, can he uh, turn it on again in twenty twenty two and uh, just blow everybody off the park, Chris Judd style, and just burn them away? Um, who's the top try scorer for twenty twenty two? Well, your your man Turbo Mug is. Um, he's the shortest price. He's favourite in that market, which I think's a little bit of an overreaction. He's plays in a position not conducive to winning top trials on a regular basis at, at fullback. It's definitely a winger's award for the most part. And unreal year last year as we touched on on most weeks. I think how well he played. Whether he can back it up is probably going to dictate Manly's fortunes and obviously the, the top trial score. But I think he's a bit short. In that market, it's very hard to have a year like he had again on the bounce two years in a row. So I'd be laying him at in the nine dollar mark or so. The, the bet I have found here, Monk, is a player by the name of Nick Meany at some outlets. And worth noting, there is a fairly big price discrepancy on some of these players. So if you look around, you'll find Nick Meany at hundred to one in the top try scorer market, and he is playing for the Melbourne Storm this year. He's moved there from Canterbury Bulldogs. The slight question mark is whether he makes that top 13, but I think he's probably got the inside running and being on a wing for the premiership favourite at 101, I'm, again, prepared to outlay a fiver to find out their mug. So Nick Meany, 101, I think is worth riding for a little bit. Mate, love it. Uh, nice one, Pope. We uh, we like that sort of talk. And um, well, I don't know if you had a chance to, uh, to have a look at um, those type of markets. Um, was that something that, that comes into your realm when, when you're looking at bets for the year? No, I haven't sort of gone down to, a, I guess, a player prop sort of specific uh, level with my markets, but just looking at the, at the, at the market now, um, far be it for me to tip up a favourite, but I guess, uh, yeah, I see Alex Johnson at 750. If, if you know, South perform as, as the model says they're going to, then, then having a proven try scorer in Alex Johnson is probably... Uh, not a bad shout. Yeah. Okay. Very good. 
All right, lads. Well, that's uh, that's got us through the main core markets that we that we wanted to uh, talk to about tonight. Um, Pope, is there anything else uh, interesting that's that's uh, happened player wise? And I don't mean off the off field sort of hotel stuff. <laughs> I mean uh, more, more so because uh, there's always that to talk about in the NRL. Um, but um, some off field sort of um, player changes or, or or tips. I know we've just spoken about our bets, but. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to sort of, I guess, point of interest to have a look at? Yeah, probably, probably the one that I think is most intriguing is is probably the, the status of Penrith mug. So we, we haven't touched on them much throughout this com- throughout this conversation. Uh, they're second favourites in the competition, but they've had one of the more intriguing poor off seasons you'll probably see from a prim- from a premier sort of without not a lot of adulation and from the time they won the trophy they had issues in the celebration afterwards, and that sort of filtered through. So they're interesting the spot they're at. And as, you know, dynasties or teams being able to back up year on year need to evolve a little bit. So they've got to change a fair bit. I don't think they can get by on what they did last year. They sort of fell over the line on the basis of the defence, and their defence was outstanding last year. But I don't think you can expect that again to concede 11 points a game in the current era. So... They're going to have to evolve, but I'm a fairly big sell on them this year, and that probably ties into some of the other bets we found there. But they're an interesting spot. They're losing a couple of players for 2023, one of the unusual phenomenons of sport that you can sign for a team 12 months in advance, which might have a destabilising effect too. So I think Penrith, where they stand early, will be will be interesting, and a lot rests on Cleary, whether he can shoulder that load. Uh, physically as well, coming off the back of a bad injury, it will be interesting to see where they stand as the hunted going into 2022. Yeah, okay, awesome. Well, uh, boys, that's some pretty comprehensive uh, futures chat on the NRL and uh, and there's plenty in there for the punters to digest and uh, you might even have to listen back uh, to some of that stuff because there was uh, there was quite a fair bit in there. Um, as I mentioned, uh, we'll be talking uh, some AFL futures next week and we're into round one uh, next week already uh, for the NRL. So, uh, so gearing up. And I don't know, Pope, was there any uh, – did you have some queries around AFL just before we wrap up? Yeah, probably just, uh, I think it'd be remiss of us not to just give a lay of the land for AFL mug, apart from D- Jack Darling being an anti-vaxxer and Sam McClure having a, being stripped of an award. There's not much else I, I know, just a little bit of an overview of where we're at with the uh, competition, please. And uh, I know you've kept your powder dry, but anything you've seen that uh, is worth mentioning in this debut show for 2022? <laughs> Mate, you probably know more about the AFL than me at the moment. I, I must admit, I've uh, I've tried to um, uh, put put the uh, earmuffs on and not listen too much to the noise uh, just yet. The one thing I would say about the the AFL, and it's probably rings true for the NRL. I mean, these are hard competitions to win. They're so competitive. Uh, everyone's trying to tear down. What is it? Eighteen teams. Everyone's the the difference in the AFL between. Uh, the top and the bottom, I think, on any given any given Saturday, um, you know, if someone's 10% off, they're going to lose. Um, so to that point, I think it makes it really difficult, <laughs> you know, to, to win back-to-back or to even make grand finals back-to-back. Um, so, you know, those short-end prices, you know, Melbourne, uh, the Dogs, that sort of stuff, I, I just could not be interested in that at all. And, uh, and you know, we've spoken about it previously, you get to a final series, 
And if these teams have made the top four, um, you can almost just hold your powder a little bit. And I mean, even if they're short as short, you're going to get a $250 add up from prelim to, to winning the flag. And I think they've got Melbourne at a $4 shot at the start of the year, you know, so Melbourne are the rightful favorite. There's no doubt about that, but you know, am I interested in backing a $4 shot, you know, with, yeah, yeah, this gladiatorial event that's going to take place over what the next 27, 28 weeks, um, you know, and you're talking about a difference potentially between $2.50 and $4. Like there's just to tie your money up at four bucks for the year uh, on, on that, you know, and, and it happens nearly every year with the reigning premier that they'll come in around that $4 mark. Um, it's just of, of no interest. So that would be the one thing I'd probably just say to the punters um, as we, on the eve of the AFL, um, if you like Melbourne, just, just hold back a bit because I'm sure there'll be a point in the season where they lose a couple of games or they get a couple of injuries. They might just tick out to 550, six bucks, 650 or something like that. I'd, I'd probably be looking to jump on board then as opposed to the, uh, the $4 available now. So that's my take, Pope. We'll just wait the appetite there a little bit for next week, Mug, where you kick in a fifth gear and find us some some bets for the year. So we look know, forward got, to that. Mate, I've got some homework to do, that's for sure. I'll, I'll get uh, get into the swing. But, uh, gentlemen, uh, thanks very much uh, for your time this evening. Uh, really looking forward uh, to talking some NRL and some AFL with you boys uh, throughout the year. Um, you've put up some good futures there, but as we always say, Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.